Hello and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the Finish Line Podcast. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. So I hope you guys enjoyed my special podcast with Mr. Jonathan Wickman, who we kind of talked about um, fighting for Wisconsin. It was more of a political um uh, political guests and it was more political topics so i hope you guys didn't mind and you guys gave a gave a listen <clears throat> and whenever i have podcast whenever i have guests on i just want to tell you that i allow them to pick the topics i allow them to make sure that um whatever they feel comfortable with that they just this is a platform for them just to speak and relax for a short time so if you guys are interested, just give me a shout out or just just message me over Facebook or Instagram and we can see, we can work things out so you can be uh, have your voices heard because I am all about making sure that your voices are heard and your ideas are expressed. So with this in mind, there is something that um, I've kind of just been thinking about, you know, the seven steps of uh, developing a spiritual growth. You know, I'm sure there's seven different steps of, uh, you know, of how to, for instance, if you want to become a runner, there's multiple steps and let's, I'm just excited to talk about that. So let's go for it. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can be here to rejoice in you, Lord. We thank you that you are a merciful father and that each and every day we think about you and how grateful we are to be, you're called your children. Lord, we are, we just give us a protection and the guidance that we need each and every day. We just pray over this country, Lord, and the direction that's heading to, that we can hopefully come to a, a point of unity with one of each other, with one of, um, with our neighbors, with our friends, and just, you know, um, just bring unity. Like we all need unity at this point. Help us to find a middle ground, which is discipling others, Lord. And give us the strength and the energy to make it the next day and to help us to glorify you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. So with keeping, so the number one habit, you know, there's different habits. You know, we have good habits and we have bad habits. We have good routines and we have bad routines. So the number one would be keep the vision. That's our first habit and our first routine is we're going to see what it means by keeping the vision as, you know, the spiritual growth of where we want to focus on and what we want to do. It's like making a goal. Like my goal, it's makes, whenever I tell people goals, I say don't make big goals because the the percentage of retaining that massive goal, for instance, I want to go to – I want to go and play Major League Baseball or I want to run in college. Now, don't get me wrong, as a high school kid, that'd be a fantastic goal. Or as a middle school, that'd be a fantastic goal to achieve. But I just tell the I just tell middle schoolers and high school kids, make a retainable goal, make a small term goal. For instance, I want to make it on the cross country team. I want to make it on the cross country team in high school. Boom. You made it and now you just achieved that goal. Now you can uh, give yourself a treat, or for instance. So that's what kind of keeping the vision is. But we're gonna kind of dive in and thinking about how to keep a spiritual vision in our hearts and how to retain that. So if you have your Bibles open, we are in Habakkuk, um, 
chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. And it states, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. So, I, so I'm going to reread that again. So I will stand my watch and I will set myself on rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. So if you have, that's very interesting because there's a reference that my Bible um, leads to, and it leads to Isaiah 21, 8, and 11. And so, and this one states, and it's just very fascinating. Um, It states, then he cried, a lion, my Lord, I stand continually on the watchtower in the daytime. I have sat at my post every night. And look, here comes a chariot of men with a pair of horsemen. And he answered and said, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And all that carved images of her gods, he has broken to the ground. O my threshing and the grain of my floor, what that which I have heard from the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have declared to you. The burden against Dama, he called to me out of Ser, watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? So pretty much, in we have to set a goal. We have to be watchful of everything. You know, for instance, if we're going to set a vision of kind of living a godly life, you have to set a vision. And that vision has to be protected at some point. For instance, you wouldn't want to, if you're, if you are a father, if you're a mother or something like that, and you're raising kids, you wouldn't want to set a vision of, well, okay, well, I'm a godly mother and a father, but at the same time, you allow your kids to watch raunchy shows. That's a poor vision of what you're, the path that God has set for you or what the path that you intend to have God set for you. Because the moment you do that, it's the moment that you're allowing sin to play a major role. So when attacks from uh when satan tries to tax you the first thing that he's going to attack you is your kids and the kids what they watch so then this is very predominant um in this day and age for instance the kids i see families where the kids are like okay they have play a major influence on their parents for instance they're like hey you know what um hey i'm going to watch rated r movie with my friends it's okay if i do that mom and dad and most of the time, the parents are like, oh, of course, you're spending time with your friends. But what they don't know is what the kid is absorbing. You know, the kid absorbs the bad language. The kid absorbs the graphic scenery that comes out. So then what happens is he comes back from the movie. Your kid comes back from the movies. And he's got that all absorbed. And now that mind, that vision of a godly vision and that vision of, Walking on the path that you know God has set for you is not corrupted. And now what happens to your vision and the vision that you set for your kids is a completely different ballgame now. Is that kid now goes to this Walmart or Supercenter or, or your local store and he sees a video game where, you know, Call of Duty or some kind of a shooting game. 
And then he talks to you and say, Hey mom, can you buy me or mom and dad, can you buy me this game? You know, <clears throat> because it you know, allows me to relax and allows me to like, just be myself and, uh, you know, my, the rest of my friends play it. So then I'm sure. And then what happens that you buy in and you uh, fall into the kid's temptations and then you buy the game for him. And then that's there, right there. And then you have corrupted your own vision. And that's how that kid ruined your vision and the vision that the Lord has set for you. That's why it's important that we need to steadfast and be discerning of what our kids watch and what our kids do when they're not home. So verses 2 it also states, Then the Lord answered me and said, Written, Write the vision and make it, make it plain on tablets. Then he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Through it tears, uh, wait for it, because it will surely come, and it, it will not tarry. That is very interesting, because <clears throat> James chapter 5, verse 7, talks about that same exact thing. And it also states, it states that therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for until it receives the early and latter rain. So pretty much, don't be ambitious. That later part of the verse, don't be ambitious unto the vision. Don't think that you have to wait for the Lord and continually don't think that you have to say, okay, you know what? We got to be ambitious. We got to be ready at all times. Like we have to be like so on point with it that you ruin that time and that you ruin that waiting of the Lord. And that becomes a, uh, a timing and it becomes a rhythm because then we forget at the end of the day that God is, he might come at any time and that you might've just missed the boat. So the first, the first day of the year is a bit like at the first day of school. Everyone is motivated. Am I not correct? We all make um, New Year's resolution. I made my New Year's resolution, actually, uh, on New Year's Day. And my New Year's resolution was to get a girlfriend. Uh, that was shortly lived. <laughs> um, and did you know that my New Year's resolution has always been consistent of getting a girlfriend? And it always, and it lasts that New Year's resolution definitely falls within the moment it comes to my mouth. So it's a millisecond and it just fails. But I'm sure your New Year's resolutions are, I want to lose weight. Or I want to spend more time with my kids. I want to spend more time with my family. And that's the vision that we all have. Or I want to spend more time in the Bible. And I want to spend more time worshiping in church and making a positive impact in the community. That's a vision that you want that's a vision that you're going to surround your life and restructure your life so you can achieve that vision and achieve that goal but then it's it rarely happens because you're motivated you're into the word and it lasts about a month that's what that's actually a fact a normal new year's resolution lasts about a month a person's committed to the word a person's committed to losing weight a person's committed to doing all this and it lasts about a month and then it becomes too strenuous because other th life happens and then they start losing it and then we just eventually walk away. So ready to do everything the teacher asks or everything that we ask. Resolutions, a spiritual or otherwise, a start to line up 
like the gifts we had under the tree just a few days earlier. For example, working out three times a week, eating a more balanced diet, stopping an addiction, changing an attitude, being faithful to your husband or being faithful to your wife, being faithful to your kids, being faithful to God, watching your mouth, watching what you say around other people. But because there is indeed a but, I'd like to point out that making a resolution is good, but preserving it is better. That's why habits that's why habits, more than resolutions, are hungrily powerful. It is a habit. We have to restructure our life into a habit. When you wake up, the first thing that we should do when we wake up is thank God for giving us another day. That's one. That's a simple habit. And I have definitely fall, faltered in that um, continually. They create a model like a daily grid. That largely determines how we're going to live our lives or how we're going to live that day that we just continue on that day. For instance, I see a lot of people um, in healthy marriages and Christian marriages, they tell their wives they love them. Now, you're going to live that day like you love your wife. You're going to kiss your wife a good day. You're going to kiss your wife like when you get home and say, honey, honey, I am home. You're going to live a good and that's going to be a good, good, solid marriage. Now, if you tell your wife, well, I have a great day, and then you just kind of blow her off and just, you know, don't think nothing of it, it's going to lead to a rocky marriage. And, or another thing is, if you live, if you are married and stuff, or you've been married for a long time, and you don't forgive your wife at the end of the day, because we all mess up, that's a, that's a habit that, you know, I tend to say it's important to forgive, and that's a habit that we should start creating, is you forgive somebody at the end of the night. Forgive your spouse. For not being living up to the standard each and every day. And therefore, you wake up the next morning and you are forgiven. Thus, developing good habits gives you the means to keep good resolutions. For example, I've personally put into good, good habits for continuing long-term with a miracle every day. Because it's an important daily investment. And it's been quite some time. I've sent daily messages of encouragement with, of course, precious help by others. <clears throat> and and that what motivates me is seeing the good, the good fruit produced in lives of others. And so when I and so this is what kicked off my podcast is that I want to in, uh, impact other lives. And that's what introduced me to like keeping uh, this habit and having a vision of impacting people's lives and allowing you to grow closer to God. That's, that's a healthy vision. So I want you to make a vision for yourself. It has to be today, or it could be today, or it could be tomorrow. But sometime this week, write down a vision of what you want your marriage to be like, what you want your kids to be like, how you want your kids to be raised. Write it down and make it a habit. One thing, one example, I want to spend more time with your kids. So turn off the TV at 7.30 or right after dinner and play games with your kids. Go outside. Do fun activities. That's a fun activity. That's a good, healthy vision. With this in mind, let's end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. Help us to come up with a healthy vision and a healthy habit of what our life should be. Because we sometimes overlook and we sometimes get entrapped by our our lives. We tend to overlook on 
things and we tend to kind of forget things and that hurts our relationships and we take us time to mend those relationships so i pray that you give us a healthy habit that we can start instilling tomorrow morning or tonight even and i pray that um that you just allow people to speak to their hearts and if they're trying to mend a marriage or mend a relationship lord i pray that you ask a heart of forgiveness on both sides because none of us are perfect and even for our kids as well I pray for the kids, uh, the wonderful parents are trying to raise these kids to be godly. I pray that you can put a healthy habit in them of discernment and a healthy vision for what they want their kids. And it can be rough at times. So I pray that you give them patience. And Lord, give us the strength and the energy to continue the vision that you have set before us. Because that vision is crossing the finish line. And hear you, and hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So I hope you guys have a fantastic day. And remember, do not forget to write down that vision write, or write down that habit because that habit or vision will impact your life forever. Remember, God loves you, and I'll meet you at the finish line. And have a blessed day. Bye.